tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If, and today, Chris, we are talking about Batman White Knight. This just ended, what, a month ago? Yeah, just about. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, one of the uh, more modern day, I don't think we can call it that, but an Elseworld. Um, it's that part is- of this black label stuff, but I enjoyed it, and I thought it was a neat way to recast the Batman universe, but what were you going to go on with that? No, that's what I was going to say, is that it is the weirdest thing that they won't say the words elseworlds anymore and yeah that's you're right they are doing this black label stuff and it's gonna it's gonna cross over all mediums it's it's the black label will be comic books and movies so like no kidding the joaquin phoenix uh joker movie will be part of the black label uh stuff Hmm. now see you know i don't mind that because like i mean and this is a bad thought in my mind but i almost feel like this is like that like johnny walker black you know (laughs) it's like well it's still the drink it's still the whiskey or whatever johnny walker makes but like this is like the finer stuff and i'm okay with them because like they're gonna go back and retroactively add stuff into the black label kingdom come right. new frontier and various others which is fine but like kingdom come for sure is an elseworlds and i'm like dude totally like bring that branding back because that was fun i love those i know in my issue where my trade paperback of of kingdom come it it has the elseworlds stamp on it mm-hmm. yeah when it, when it when it was originally published did it have the elseworlds stamp on it Ooh, i'm trying to recall i'm I'm very sure it did. I would, I'd stake my fandom on it. <laughs> oh, that's 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 bold. He's going in, <laughs> all in. So yeah, what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about uh, Batman White Knight, written and drawn by Sean G. Murphy. Yes. Um, and uh, we're going to see what we can do about putting that in the Marvel universe because it's a very unique story. I think it's a very unique story, and oh. I enjoyed it. I there was parts in the middle that I was like, I don't know if I actually like what's happening here but then it it to me it really wrapped up at the end like it, it's a good wrap up no it, it did it, it's i think that one would have been perfect and this is something i was gonna when we were talking about it, like i if i had a chance to be an editor and i mean i don't want to take somebody's work down you know like i'm sure i'm sure he's happy when they went hey this thing's gonna go from six to eight right boom two more books that i get to publish and write and draw and get paid for but i almost feel like could you imagine if they had that thing in maybe four issues? It could have been that much better because it it would have been it would have been it would have been better if it's concise. I don't know about four issues. Yeah, I think maybe six issues would have been great. Six could have been good. Yeah, I mean it's because you're right. There were like two issues where I kind of schlepped through it. Mm-hmm. Not to sound mean, but I just was like, ah, and it's a shame because it's like I almost feel like that's what weighs stories down. Because to me, it's two things: time and length. Mm-hmm. You know, like the time between issues is going to suck. And Sean did a great job of keeping this thing on a monthly schedule. Yeah. I mean, for the guy the writing writer and drawing and, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, maybe he gets to bypass the scripting idea. It's like, <laughs> let me storyboard this. Okay, now I'm just going to fine touch it and gold. Uh, but anyways, we'll talk more about that later when we get there. Yeah. Uh, but as always, we're going to talk about the spinner rack first, and we'll, then we'll get into uh, what we've been reading. But other than Batman White Knight. So... <laughs> 
So here we are. It's a brand new Wednesday, the greatest day of the week. New comic um, book day. Yes. So if you're out at your new comic book shops, do yourself a favor and pick up Batman 49. Yes. Why Batman? Because Batman's amazing. And this issue, I got a chance to read it before our recording. Holy cow, that thing is flipping awesome. So, yeah, just go. I don't even want to spoil it for you. It was that good. You've got to read it to see it to believe it. So we're on Batman 49. Uh, the wedding issue is... Next issue. So, so Batman 50? Yeah. And there could be some crazy ramifications. I mean, we're definitely <laughs> ramping up in the Batman title to that wedding. Yeah. I mean, how many of the specials that we had so far were the... the I want to say today, actually, the fourth one came out, which was Red Hood and Anarchy. Oh. Um, yeah, because you had Damien, then Dick, and then Babs, and that was Babs and Riddler. And I haven't had a chance to read that one yet, but I heard Riddler's got like a crush on Batgirl, so that was like a creepy moment for her. And then today we get Jason and Anarchy. Um so that's out on the stands as well. And do yourself a favor, pick it up because it's just making the wedding story that much better. So yeah, the Batman books, this, this is the big event. It's going to culminate, uh, two weeks from now on the 4th of July. Fantastic stuff there. Uh, Batman sins of the father, part five six. This has been really interesting. If you're a fan of Deadshot, this is a really good Deadshot story. I would almost lobby that they probably should have called it maybe Batman Deadshot sins of the father, but it's been doing great on its own. So if you've missed out on the first five, Trade will probably be coming soon. Do yourself a favor, pick it up. I put my stamp of approval on that. This is another weird one. If I remember correctly, I think it's actually from a European artist. Um, so he's putting a little bit of a different spin on the Batman mythos, but it's Batman the Dark Prince Charming. And since we both seem to have liked this White Knight, I think I would toss this on your radar. I picked up the first one. I flipped through it. The art... The art is very beautiful. That's what made me buy it. I mean, they're these little hardcover books, and it's going to be a trilogy. So we're getting part two out right now. Um, but I think if we like this story the way Sean casted that DC universe for Batman, the Batman family, I think this will definitely add to that as well. So listeners, if you like uh, White Knight, I would definitely recommend Dark Prince Charming as well. Continuing along, Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman number five of six is continuing on. Uh, we have the Dark Knights Metal Dark Knights Rising hardcover coming out. And again, if you're a collector, make sure you get the first prints because those will have specially designed dust jackets. And once those are out of print, you'll never find them that way again. They'll print them differently. Uh, Green Lanterns 49 is out there, so Green Lanterns is approaching 50. If I remember correctly, I think Dan Jurgens might be on this one, or he'll be coming in for the 50th issue. Uh, Injustice 2, issue 28, will be out on the stands. That book is amazing. Uh, if you're keeping up with the digital chapters, holy cow, right? Uh, Justice League number 2 comes out, and this is where we get the... Uh, what did we call it? The infra? Oh no, it wasn't the infrared spectrum, was no, it? The, the uh, ultraviolet. The ultraviolet. The ultraviolet spectrum today. Right. So we find out about that, and then we find out what the true opposite of the speed force is. I haven't had a chance to flip through that issue yet, but yeah. So we get. So if you're a Green Lantern and Flash fans, I mean, this book is amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, but one thing, I, so I don't know if you've had a chance to see it or not. So Jim Lee's doing variant covers. And he's doing, like, one pieces on all the League members. So, like, the first one's Batman. Issue two is Martian Manhunter. I think issue three is Hawkwoman. Um, or Hawk Girl. I think they're calling her. But he's John Jones. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Look at this image. The face. I'm like, what the hell happened? Like... I mean, usually he, he draws really amazing. And this is like, I, he kind of made like a derpy looking Martian man. Really? Yeah. Oh, it wow. is just, I can't, like, every time I look at him, I'm like, this 
no. So like, thank you because I won't be going out and trying to search out those variants <laughs> those to variants, make a yeah. collection now. So, but anyways, I'm sorry. I shouldn't critique. It's better than whatever I. I can do, do have but. to say that in the Justice League No Justice uh, story, right? Comic book, and you know, like I think I, I still I'm still only at issue three on that. Um, that's the reintroduction of Marshmallow into the. DC universe, right? Yeah, because I mean, we we got him back in Dark Knight's Metal, like he he popped up there, but yeah, he was just like a little little bit character, but yeah, definitely no justice is like his return full force and showing you how badass the Martian Manhunter is. I just like I I want to say is I like I like his redesign like a little bit. Like oh yeah, no, I dig that costume. I mean, I like his original costume of the 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 blue cape and the red uh straps across his chest and stuff like that, like the original kind of look, but mm-hmm. and then the you know, you had the new 52 look that he ended up having, which was it's kind of similar to what we have now, but it's it's yeah. it's definitely different. I just I really dig this new redesign. I my favorite one was the uh brightest day one. So it kind of looks similar to the classic one, but they gave him the blue pants. And they gave him his chest emblem was actually, I think, a piece of Mars. Okay. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. And I would definitely say, like, the New 52 kind of took elements from that. And I would say that this new one definitely, you know, steals more elements from it and adds to it. So, like, Martian Man, in my opinion, yeah, his costumes have actually been getting better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then again, when you go from a cape and underwear with spandex or yeah. suspenders, yeah, it's not suspenders too far to cross, go. Yeah. But uh, anyways, continuing on, uh, Man of Steel number four is out today. So we've got a six-issue miniseries, so that'll be wrapping up pretty quick here. Superman Zero Hour trade paperback. I loved Zero Hour. They finally put out a uh, hardcover edition of that, so I bought it even though I have the trade. I'm glad I did because there's like a three-page introduction by Dan Jurgens. Wow. So I can't wait to sit down and read that. But there was a Batman and a, a Batman Zero Hour trade and the Superman Zero Hour trade, and those were really neat because those stories – we're basically coming out of the death of Superman, the reign of Superman, uh, Night Quest, Nightfall, Night's End. Like that was when those characters finally came out of those crazy epics. And it's like, okay, here's where we're starting now. Like if you missed all that crazy stuff, here's the next launching point. So to me, they've got a little bit of nostalgia value to them, but I think they would definitely be worth picking up and checking out. Uh, hitting on over to the Marvel side of stuff. Today was a big one, so if you missed out, or if you thought you were done, you're not. Amazing Spider-Man issue 801. This is the swan song of Dan Slott on Peter Parker for 10 years and 6 months, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, he has been, I mean, he's been guiding Peter Parker for the better part, I mean, over a decade. I mean, yeah. That's insane. Like, that's, think about where were you a decade ago? Yeah, that's crazy. It's like, holy I was shit. reading Spider-Man over a decade ago, so yeah. that's where I was. Yeah, but so I mean, wow. <laughs> can you think of someone else? Any? I mean, probably outside of Stan Lee. Yeah, outside uh, of Stan Lee, that was maybe Jerry Conway. Maybe he might have had a role. You know who? Actually, I think Roger Stern. He wrote Spider-Man for the yeah for that longer. longer? I want to say, I want to say definitely he's up there in the eight plus years. He did a he did a big stint on him. Okay, you know, but the sad thing is, and not to be mean to those guys, like Jerry Conway, I know he's the guy who killed Gwen Stacy. Spoiler alert! No, <laughs> it was actually Norman Osborn. Nothing's changed, but you know, he's the guy <laughs> who wrote that issue, and and it's like, man, but you know, like uh, Roger Stern. Wait, I thought we disagreed on that. What's that? The whole the Gwen Stacy, uh, who who killed Gwen Stacy? 
Because I, I always believe it's the Green Goblin. Oh, no, it, it is. Well, I thought it was the Green Goblin. No, but the, the writer, though, the guy who wrote that was... No, 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 I, I understand that. I, I, oh, did I? Your, your little joke that you threw in there, you said it's it's the Green Goblin. It's always been the Green Goblin. Oh. I just thought that you and I... Because I, I thought... I, I always say that the Green Goblin is the one that killed Gwen Stacy and made Spider-Man think that he, he accidentally killed Gwen Stacy. But I know some of our friends... Yeah, it's that the snap. The snap is the yeah. what kills her. You know, and, and that's a tough one because I can definitely lean towards the snap because if you actually go and look at that page, mm-hmm. you see the lettering. Right. And it's like, oh, but I mean, you don't know if she was alive when he bombed her off that bridge. No, you're, you're absolutely you right. Know. And that's why I say it. I say that she was already dead. Yeah. But then it's funny. Dan Slott actually kind of answers that question for us. Uh, because during the clone conspiracy, mm-hmm. it was the, I want to say like, because right. like we got to see the death from Gwen's point of view. And she, and she, she was very much conscious yeah. of it. She just couldn't move. So, I, but in my, in my heart of hearts, I always call it the Green Goblin, you know, because that's the thing of Spider-Man. Did he kill Uncle Ben? No, but he carries that guilt. Right. Did he kill Captain Stacy? No, but he carries that guilt, you know. And even then, somebody could argue, you know, like, oh, well, you know, with Captain Stacy, Doc Ock was lashing out because he was going to get captured. So he hit a chimney, and this chimney was going to collapse on a little kid, and Captain Stacy runs over and pushes the kid out of the way. You know, the worst phrase you could ever hear is collateral damage, but that's still a kill off Doc Ock, even though it's the chimney that crushed him, you know, but then it's like, well, then does a person take it a step further and say, well, why did Doc Ock lash out? Because of Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, but that's J. Jonah Jameson talk right there. Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) Jay. That's, that's the bugle talking. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, beautiful issue out there. Uh, Marcos Martin uh, cover and interiors, beautiful stuff. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, renew your vows is on issue 20, so congratulations, that book's still going. Yeah. Um, Avengers issue two, got a second printing. I want want a a special uh, two-in-one where uh, Ann Parker and Mayday Parker meet up and you know, shattered dimensions or whatever it's called. Now. What's it called? Armageddon. Spider Armageddon. Yeah. yeah, that's coming. Yeah, because I was looking at the cover. Now that they they said there was that blackout, right? And I was like, huh, who could it be? And then I was looking. I was like, wait, that's Mayday, that and then Mayday, that's the, yeah. the 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 Anne. So oh, she Anne's on the, pa- so. on the cover too. Oh, right. I didn't. Remember. So I, never, I was looking at that. I was like, huh, that could be interesting. That we have the I, two daughters meet. I, I hope who's writing that. I don't know. I'd have to do a little bit more research. Yeah, on that. I, I hope whoever's writing it has some great conversations between the two of them. Yeah. Because that'd no, be great. That would be – that's a great opportunity to do some awesome storytelling there. And especially put Pete in the room. And it's like, but I'm your daughter. I'm your daughter. <laughs> but it's our Peter who's like, I don't even have a girlfriend. <laughs> do um, – in the current Marvel Universe is uh, – uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Aranya. Is she, okay, yeah. is she still around? I or believe so. I think she's still around. She's just like in publication limbo. Okay. You know, it's one of those types of and things. Then, and then there's Maddie Powers too, wasn't there? Yes, there was Maddie who became like the third Spider-Woman, I think. Yeah. yeah. Is she still around too? As far as I know, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just, you know, they probably got picked up in Spider-Verse and they might have done something with one of the various spinoff books. But yeah, so it was like, hey, here they are. And depending on fan buzz and things like that, but yeah, kind of... Their fans are few and far, unfortunately. <laughs> I know we talked about this like last week, the fact that uh, Spider-Man and the Spider-Family is the one that, that does a lot of the whole dimensions, like different yeah, dimensions Yeah, we were stuff. laughing at that, yeah. Do you think that's because uh, essentially the Ultimate Universe was started because of Spider-Man? 
Ooh, that's an interesting theory because yeah, the publication wise, the first book was Spider Man, right? But if you did, you ever read Ultimate Origins? Yes. So in that one, to me, it feels like science is what creates that world because the mutants are man made. Yep. Um, it's all because they Norman wanted to recreate Osborne, yeah. uh, Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, that so is the like, strangest thing too. Yeah, but you're right that technically it is Spider Man who launched that. I just honestly, I think. Because, I mean, also, if you go further down the line uh, in the Ultimate Universe, because Peter Parker dies, you get Miles Morales. And I feel like they really wanted to get Miles Morales into the 616 because it's such a popular character. So they were like, oh, well, what can we do? Let's just say there's a bunch of different Spider-Mans and a bunch of different universes, and we'll just throw it all into one big crossover. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely – he's the more – I give him that because of popularity. Yeah. Because, like, have we seen alternate dimension Captain America's? Yeah, actually, they, they, they did one. Uh, they did a six-part miniseries, Captain America Corps. And Jeez, like, this is new yeah. to me. Oh, man, I, I've got the trade. I'll bring it next time. It was it was around the Bucky Barnes Captain America, Bucky Cap time. Okay. And so he was in it. Uh, we had a Captain America, like, fresh out of 1940s. Uh, we had American Dream in it. You had John oh, Walker. Yeah, like, you had various other people there. And it was kind of that same idea where, like, granted, yes, you could argue that that's more linear timeline. Right. But American Dream from the MC2 kind of makes it alternate dimensional True. so yeah and we've had the thor core um we've had all kinds well, of stuff but the x-men obviously with the days oh of future God, past yeah. or uh age of ultra well, anything no, like, age of apocalypse yeah you know, yeah yeah x-men ages of apocalypse yeah i mean but even right now too it's funny because like what is it you have the o5 from technically time who knows yeah we have uh old man logan you know yeah. we have uh uh, Bloodstorm, you know, so it's kind of like, and then we have Ultimate Wolverine, Jimmy Hudson, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, so I mean, the Wolverine, and then Cable, I mean, yes, we hope he's from our timeline, but I was reading something recently, and I, I think it was Archie Goodwin, he established a rule back when he was EIC, anybody from the future is technically from an alternate timeline, right? because we don't know what will happen. That makes sense. I mean, technically, Cable and Bishop—they're you know they're alternate timeline folks as well. You know? Yeah, so, every time every time someone from the future comes back into the past, they're technically creating a new timeline. Yeah. So their timeline either exists parallel or no longer exists, depending on how you view time travel. Yeah, don't step on any butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's some crazy stuff right there. How many of the X Men are not real? <laughs> how many? Okay, so other than Cable and uh, Booster Gold, how many? Uh, different um time travel books can you think of oh good golly well let's see we had the time masters that's an easy one okay. so i mean granted they, they weren't as popular when they relaunched it they used booster gold in that but there was the time masters uh for a while about the big two yeah uh for a while there was the linear men which was like wave rider and then a couple of the other people yeah, but Time Masters, and then that would mean the Linear Men and the Time Masters kind of the same thing. Yeah, they kind of were, yeah. but I mean, it's one. Of, I'm going to use it as a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you, that's Rip Hunter yeah. again, and yeah. then Rip Hunter eventually is what gets Booster Gold into being a time or yeah. more of a time traveler. So, yeah, so. so we're still all kind of in the yeah, same so, area. And, and technically, yeah. So that group kind of falls into itself. I guess but yeah. the Legion. The Legion. Yeah. There you go. That's a good pick. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm going through my DC mind. I think that's all I'm seeing. So, yeah, outside of Booster and his extended family and the Legion, I don't think we have much as well. Um, if we go to the Marvel side, you, you, you said Cable, so then, I, you know, there's Bishop. Bishop. And he's, um, so, in, in your timeline of the X-Men, 
is Bishop further in the future than Cable, or or is Cable further in the future than Bishop, or are they parallel, just two different timelines? I always, the way I explained it to myself, I always said uh, Cable was further along. Like I would say, like okay, so let's let's pinpoint, go back to the X Men Blue, X Men Gold, nineteen nineties era, right? Mm-hmm. So from that point, and that's where we first get Bishop. I would say Bishop is maybe like a hundred years in the future. You know, so that's why you have the XSE, the Xavier Security right. Enforcement or whatever they were. So, I mean, civilization is still normal. You know, there's still a need for stuff like that. Um, him having that whole Sentinel future, I think, has been kind of like ingrained. And it was probably because of the cartoon, you know, because it was like, hey, when we do Days of the Future Past, what can we do to make it flesh out a little bit more? Oh, let's use Bishop. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, he came back with like a police squad. A couple agents of XSC. He even came back with a sister. So it's kind of funny how Bishop and Booster Gold almost have these parallels because they both came in with their sister. Their sister got killed, and they kind of hold on to that. Um, But anyway, so yeah, so I'd say Bishop's like 100 years in the future. Cable is like... It can't be 100 years. Isn't... Isn't... Well, 2099, X-Men 2099. Is that where it's from? Well, no. I mean, so... No, because... X Men twenty ninety nine, you know, and they're such a weird ass fluke. Don't we? Because don't we have? Actually, I have an X Men twenty ninety nine that's like signed or something like that, and I think it does have Bishop on the cover. No kidding, huh? Yeah. Well, it would make sense to have him cross over. You yeah, know? yeah, true. Um, I, I was going to think though in the in the storyline for Days of Future Past, does isn't there an X Men there? So how could it be a hundred years in the future? Well, but see, leave? but see, that's the thing. So with Days of the Future Past, it never had anything to do with Bishop. But the cartoons oh. put Bishop in it, so okay. that way it would make more sense for kids to follow. Because okay, Kitty was the main character, right. and you're right in the in that when that comic was first published, and even then, like I think technically, like what that came out in the 70s, maybe 80s. We've probably already lived past what was the oh, days yeah. of the future past. I, I think to they even said that, like they were they made that that note when they were writing some story recently, weren't they? It was like, Days of Future Past should have already happened, yeah. according to what... Uh, uh, Chris Claremont wrote. Yeah, yeah, Chris Claremont wrote. So. Yeah. I forget what, what story was that. That It was an X-Men oh, story. Gosh. I think it was because of... That. Isn't that when they brought in the old... Uh, the, the 05 into the modern time or something like that? Wasn't didn't was that Bendis? I don't know, maybe because. But, but did you read any of that stuff? Uh-uh. Okay, I just then. remember reading articles about it. Yeah, maybe maybe it was. I don't know. I can't tell you because like I remember that, but I don't remember it from that book. Right. And I'm trying to think what's a book that we both would have read. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but yeah, I, the whole timeline skewed. But anyways, I would say Cable's like the far far future. I mean, obviously the he's the son of Scott and Madeline. And, yeah. So I don't know how old would you put. Cable, 80? Yeah, 70? I mean, I, I, I could definitely see him. Like, he's up there. I mean, he's, and, he's probably he's probably got something that allows him to, to live a little longer, <laughs> be a little stronger for an 80-year-old yeah. because or, he's a mutant. Or better yet, you just, like, he's actually 25. He's just been through so much battle. That's true. <laughs> oh, because, you know, we've seen that. I mean, I've got one of those faces where it's <laughs> like, you know, you've always been an old man, even when you were a baby, you know? So it's kind of like, maybe, maybe that should be one of the jokes one of these days, you know, where Cyclops is finally having a moment with Cable. He's like, so how old are you, son? And he's like, I'm only 27. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> you have the visor cracked. <laughs> but, uh, 
So, anyways, yeah, no, but I would, I would always say, uh, cable is like one of those, like when civilization has pretty much killed itself, right? And because there's no technology, even though he does have the body slide and junk like that, but like technology is so the new magic in that world. If you if you put Bishop into the Days of Future Past, even though that's the cartoon, that's it, that he Bishop is forty years into the future when all the mutants are being taken out because of. Yeah, racism in, in the mutant in, registration yeah. act <laughs> and then uh cable is another 40 years in the future after that after man has actually destroyed itself with the same reasoning kind of thing uh-huh so yeah that's uh, the way that we've walked it through that's the way i see it now <laughs> yep well yeah i've always seen yeah bishop then cable you know uh, X Men twenty ninety nine mm, footnote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyways, continue back on the spinner rack. So yes, uh, renew your vows hits issue twenty. So good job on that. Ant Man and the Wasp number two of five is out there. That's just gonna be good, wholesome fun, getting us ready for the upcoming movie. Uh, Avengers number two gets a second printing. Avengers three is out there, and that Avengers book has been killing it. So how exciting is it today that we have Justice League two, Avengers number three out on the stands. Both those books are fantastic, and they're both fighting giant space people and <laughs> the world the, the, the multiverse is dying there's a crossover in there i swear <laughs> justice league does two a month right yeah and avengers, and avengers does, will do monthly is it monthly or one every three weeks oh that's a good call i think i, I remember I, seeing somewhere that it's one every three weeks so there could is. be a month where you have two two issues in, yeah. yeah probably i think that makes a little bit more sense because ed mcginnis is fast but he's not bi-weekly fast right and justice league is using two artists right uh, Jimmy Chung and Jesus, oh, I don't know his last name, but both of them are killing it. But yeah, it's kind of funny how, I mean, technically we're on Justice League issue six because of the whole no justice right. thing. But yeah, so, but by yeah, next month, Justice League will have higher numbers. <laughs> but it's okay because eventually we're going to get to Avengers 600. Our 700, one of those, so that's going to happen. And then, and then we'll be DC back to one. is going to have to finally figure out their numbering. Oh, man, do you imagine the poor intern that has to go and figure out how many different volumes of Justice League there are, how many different Justice Leagues there are, and then be like, okay, we're actually at 1,200 now. <laughs> that would be the only hard criteria is, yeah, how do you count it? Because I would say you go the original Justice League of America, and then the relaunch, which was Justice League, and then Justice League International, then went back to Justice League. I wouldn't count Justice League Europe. I see that as a spinoff book. What about... Uh, uh, well, then, so Justice League continued, then it stopped, then it became JLA, and I would continue that. Yeah, then I would just count the JLA numbering, then when it becomes Justice League of America Volume 2, and then the New 52 stuff, and you're good. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you as a fan. The, the but no, but I mean, honestly... They'd be like, hey, Justice League Dark counts. Uh, but, you know, but to me, like, I, I wouldn't, because it's one of those things where it's like, you know, and like, I mean, Marvel put it out there when they did their numbering system, like, here's how we get the math. So, I mean, like, when they did Captain America, they didn't put Captain America Sentinel of Liberty, because at one point he was getting two books, and okay. I wouldn't. I would always count those as auxiliaries. So, like, to me, Justice League Europe, that was an auxiliary book um Just, you know what about jla classified classified auxiliary book okay you know that's how i would do it i mean yeah like if you wanted to yeah count it all in their task force um <laughs> that's all the one i was stuff. looking yeah, for you know. like task force god i feel so bad so i'm a captain adam friend right <laughs> and like they I, I recently saw in there that they had a showdown between monarch and captain adam and that's the first time we actually see Captain Adam be Monarch, Nathaniel Adam. And I'm like, oh, this is huge, right? And so I was going to buy the issues, and it was like, oh, the shipping's going to kill me. So I bought a lot, so I got the complete run. Oh, it's 
horrible. <laughs> but it's horrible on the fact that it was never a continual writer. Like, we're lucky if you had one guy write three issues in a row. And it's like, well, that's why that book stunk, because there was no continual voice, you right. know? So it was just like, oh, so anyways, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's how I'd run that one. So Justice League 5000 coming at you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ben Riley, The Scarlet Spider, issue 20. Yes, it's still going. That book is fantastic, so give it some love. <laughs> Do me a favor. Uh, Cable issue 158 is coming out, and then 159 will be the last issue. Uh, this current story arc's been really entertaining. So I would put that on your radars. Captain America 704, this will be the last issue before the new relaunch. Um, let's see. Daredevil 604. Daredevil's been a fantastic book. So always put that on your list. Uh, Doctor Strange number two. Uh, I've been hearing good stuff about his book. Domino number two got a second printing. So that tells me that that book must be doing well. That book is great. I, I just want to. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be part of my, what I'm reading this week. But oh, uh, sweet. yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, you'll have to tell me more about that then. And I'm sure some more on your list. Uh, Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer got a second <laughs> printing for issue one. Uh, issue two is out today. Uh, some of the stuff that I've been dabbling with my crossovers, Infinity Countdown, Black Widow number one. Now, I caution you, and I don't mean to be a jerk, but I do this because when they did the Infinity Countdown Captain Marvel issue one-shot crossover, it kind of stunk. Like, it definitely felt like, here's a book because you don't know anything about Captain Marvel, <laughs> and let's get you ready. I'm like, I don't read her, but I do know something. Right. So I was kind of bummed about that. But, I mean, it was a, it was a neat little read. It was cute. Uh, Infinity Countdown Champions, number one. They'll be getting a two-parter. Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, annual number one. I heard good stuff about this. I hope I got myself a copy. So don't find yourself troubled like I am. Go get one. Uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, number one. Dan Slott will be on this book for another 10 years. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it begins today. So, you know, if you want to jump on it, go with it. Off the top of your head, how many letters are in the alphabet? 26. 26. So there are at least 28 different variants for this book. What's the two extra? Uh, Z1 and Z2. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, the listing from Diamond is Tony Stark, Iron Man number one, cover A, cover B. And there's so many artists, but they're cheating because they're it's the same cover, but it'll be a different armor, a different armor, different Oh, skin. wow. So, so they're just doing the computer that. dropped in and yeah, in. You know, so but do they like, also yeah. throw in, like, a, a black and white, same picture, but black and white kind there's of thing? There's a couple of because, like, Z1 is the Alex Ross Virgin variant, so no typing on the cover, just uh. as art. So, yeah. Thanks to those. Uh, but if you're going to buy all those, then you need to spend your money on something cheap. So the True Believers will be out there, and you'll have Ant-Man, The Incredible Shrinking Doom, which I think that one is a... I think that's supposed to be a reprinting of the first time uh, Hank Pym... I forgot his name. I wanted to say Alan Scott, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> uh, the first time Hank Pym dons his Ant-Man costume. And then, the and then the second one will be True Believer's Scott Lang, the Astonishing Ant-Man. So if you want to read the first appearance of Scott Lang, there it is for a buck. I, I love this series. I forgot. There's another Giant Man, too, right? The, mm -hmm. the one that I saw in uh, well, Secret we Empire? Uh, the, yes, the yeah. The Hispanic gentleman? Yeah, that's right. He was kind of the, the new stuff. Uh, I want to say he spun out of the... Oh, I think he spun out of the Uncanny Avengers book or something like that. But yeah, that's right. Uh, because when Hank... 
when Hank died, quote unquote, so basically when he got merged with Ultron, uh, Scott Lang took over the Ant-Man side of stuff, and then this new character took over the Giant-Man side of okay. things. Um, I don't know if you remember this. I think you know this one, but you know Hawkeye was a Goliath for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, God, that was a horrible costume. <laughs> that was a bad costume. <laughs> I need to write Hawkeye just so I can be like, dude, your costumes suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, even though, like, I mean, I'm a fan of the purple... Wolverine ears, little flappy, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I, when I think Hawkeye, that's what I always think about, but it's a weird-ass costume, and I get it, he was a circus performer, right. so it's like, hey, that's part of the trade, but good lord, but I mean, anyways. There, uh, there are definitely his costumes that I like better than his other, some of his other ones, I, I don't like the new t-shirt with the I know, I'm so bummed arrow, by that, it's just like, like the, here's the t-shirt with the, the arrow flap on it. Yeah, yeah. There are, what are those plights, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, it's it's neat, but... I get it. He's like... Because it's all about this whole, like, I'm not trying to be a superhero thing anymore. I'm just a guy, and I, I help out when I can, and occupy Avengers and all that goodness. Because the Hawkeye title went to Kate Bishop, and, the, and I, I, I didn't realize that her book had gotten canceled. Yeah. Well... I mean, it, I didn't. I, I, didn't. Yeah. I, read, <laughs> I read a few issues of it. I'm not going to lie. And I, I think... Yeah. I, I read their... Her... Uh, or the Hawkeye... What legacy book? The the oh yeah, issue? when they did that one, yeah, yeah, which I thought that was actually really good, but uh, yeah, her her detective agency in the West Coast book just I didn't like the way that it was written, like this whole like she how she catalogs everything as she's walking down the street and we have to see it all and it's just like uh, yeah, it's like I get, I get it. it, you're an yeah. archer and your eyes are always moving, yeah. but like save that for the battle sequences, not when you're making a coffee run, yeah, exactly, you know, yeah, no, I feel like I I just. You would read it, and you're just like, "This was like I gained nothing." Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, "Oh, cool! I don't." I did see like you walk the I, dog. The issues that I saw were she had like Jessica Jones there, being like trying to teach her how to be a better detective. Yeah, that's a fun cross. Yeah, it's a nice little like she's got two kind of two legacies. She's got a, she got she got two uh, uh, not senseis but uh, mentors yeah. kind of thing. That's pretty nice. So uh, I enjoyed it for that, but it just I don't know the I don't want to say the tone, but the 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 writing was just not for me, I guess. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. No, I kind of felt past that one, too. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I mean, anyways, marching along. So, yeah, the True Believers books, buy them for your kids because that's where comics are fun again when you can afford them. <laughs> <laughs> so, DC, I hope you're listening. We need something. Maybe that's what they should do. Uh, damn it. That's the, they should, DC, here's a free idea. Bring back the showcase title. Yes. Showcase Presents. And then boom, and you just do dollar reprints of all your classic books. Okay, I'm going to steal some airtime. Sorry. I am so stoked about this. So Marvel, in their new solicits, they're going to reproduce a Fantastic Four number one. It's a face smile edition. Normal cover, every ad, and all of it. Like It's literally like you're holding a copy of Fantastic Four number one. Mm. I am over the moon with this one. I am so stoked because, oh, my God, one of those goofy little box T-shirt thing programs whatever it is i forget which one it is but one of them they did a reprint of action comics number one so i bought it oh the thing's fantastic mm. i mean it's literally like i want to frame it you know oh, i'm just like dude i've got dc collector core i don't think it was collector core though oh. um but somebody did one anyways but so yeah there's that one they did uh brave and the bold number 28 so the first justice league of america and i'm like god i wish dc would do more because i think there's a market out there for that i think people would be like hey even if you're charging me four bucks for a complete face smile edition, I don't know. I mean, 
So anyways, DC, there you go. Start the, to fight off the true believers. Just do uh, the showcases and then put them out there that way. Yeah. Uh, Venom number one gets a second printing. A lot of fan reaction was positive for that one. Weapon H issue four. X-Men Gold 26 and 27 are getting reprint. And today, probably one of the biggest books most talked about was X-Men Gold number 30. So I'm not going to bore you to death. There's a bunch of clickbait articles you could read. They didn't get married. But anyways. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a big twist. And the X-Men Wedding Special number one got a reprint, a second printing, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, basically, like, Kitty and Ileana had a heart-to-heart, and, like, Kitty backed out. Really? And I I don't know. Like, I, I trust in Mark Guggenheim. He's a great writer, and I hope he's going to do something more. But to me, this makes Kitty seem like a turd because – like I was even laughing because I was looking at the cover and it's a uh, Phil Noto art and he's really good. Like his stuff is very like it looks like '60s photographs. Like he just has a very a very unique style to him. And I was looking at it and I was like, "Is that Gamora? Is that the Guardians of the Galaxy? Why are they there?" And then I forgot. Oh, that's right. Peter Quill was engaged to, to Kitty. Kitty. Yeah. And then you know, and it's like Kitty has lately just become the toss around. She's dating this guy. She's dating that guy. Hopping around. And I mean, and this isn't a gender thing. It's just, but to me, it looks bad because this time she proposed to Peter. Right. She put him out there and then she walked away. And it's kind of like, and I mean, I get it. It happens in real life. But if this was my friends, which the X-Men are my friends, duh. <laughs> but, you know, I'd be kind of mad at Kitty. I'd be like, really? Like, why do you put everybody through that? So, I mean, I, I, I know, yes, I'm reacting more on my emotional fan bit. But to me, like I said, I just look at the backlash that it brings the character. I hope it's not too negative. I hope something changes. Uh, because, yeah, in the issue, if we're okay with spoilers, uh, X-Men 30 spoilers in three, two, one. Here we go. Rogue and Gambit actually get married so they would just walk up there and take the place or pretty something? much because it's like everybody's kind of like hey there's gonna there's not gonna be a wedding today and then gambit's just looking at rogue and he's like i've lived my whole life with all this pain and all these problems and i'm not gonna live another day alone and he goes up to her and he's like sherry will you marry me and she's like oh yeah but you'll be crazy and he's like no sherry you don't know me you know i or don't you know me and she's like of course i know you and that this is brought to you by Chris uh, <laughs> Voices. So, anyways, yeah, they go up to the altar and they get married. Meanwhile, Deadpool is in the background or the back row, being like, "Fuck, we were just in a relationship." Yeah, right. He's and then like, Magneto I, is like on the other side, and he's like, "We were just in a relationship not too long ago, too." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cyclops isn't anywhere to be seen, unfortunately. No. Damn it! <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. So all right, what do you? What have you been reading? What do you got for me today? Uh, okay, so I went on a little bit. I got to my uh, Marvel side of my my box, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> uh, and some books that I didn't know that I was going to end up enjoying or not. I, I kind of just jumped onto them because uh, I don't know. I I saw okay, so Moon Knight. I jumped onto Moon Knight a couple issues back. They did this whole Sun God. Um, uh, storyline to basically uh, there's this crazy dude who's who tried to I think he tried to du- c- commit suicide in a fire and oh. uh, he um, he ends up talking to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is like look let me tell you a story and it will help you you know help heal yourself mentally and he's she's like there's this guy you know he he's in the military and he go he finds himself <laughs> in a in a temple and he prays to uh, or he, he's dying at the altar of a I always say it's Konshu. That's how I thought. Okay. Konshu, uh, I'm sorry if it's I'm saying it wrong. It's another language that I just don't know. And, uh, it, you know, the, that 
that God gives him powers to, you know, heal himself. This is all a metaphor saying that you should be able to look inside yourself or, you know, be, you know, be stronger Find and stuff like that. the strength from within, yeah. Uh, but then he takes it in a way and he, he just, he kind of like, uh, he, I don't, I think it's, I don't know if it's Apollo or it's, it's some, it's, a, it's, oh no, it's, it's another Egyptian God. It's, it's Khonshu's father that he starts praying to and oh. he, he gets the powers of, of, of Ra? the sun god i think so yeah if i remember correctly uh so he um so he has that power and like he terrorizes uh, moon knight you know and then you find out that moon knight or mark specter finds out that he has a daughter and uh yeah wow and uh one of his three personalities is actually no actually has known about the daughter and goes and takes care of it with the the girlfriend and stuff like that uh-huh. but no one ever but never tells mark or third personality the one that's super rich is that the one that's in the suit yes okay so what does the third one wear so so there's mark who just wears regular clothes like regular street clothes and all that yeah street clothes there's the 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 rich one that wears the suits the business suits and then there's i I wish i should know that i should should know their other names but there's the the rough one he has a mustache so i'm guessing that Mark just puts on a fake mustache okay. when he, when right, he becomes that, that one guy. Way better, but though. he wears like a uh, he wears one of those newsy caps and like uh-huh. uh, a kind of a white t-shirt and uh, <laughs> you know suspenders and stuff like that. But he's very rough and grumble, and he's the he's the one that comes out when you need the the, the brute strength and the, the 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 Wolverine Berserker rage, basically. I think you may have just put this book on my pull list. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I I didn't want to get the book or like before the when I got it because all all the covers had the moon knight with the, the suit the yeah. suit and i was like that doesn't look pretentious. cool i don't like that <laughs> but uh in the context of what i read now is like i understand what that was about so he still wears the moon knight suit when he fights crime he doesn't wear like a business suit or anything like that right um, oh so when he's in his head that's ah. and then con like the actual conshu is inside of his head too and he has all the funny lines like when he's trying to to corral the four other or the three other personalities in his mind like he's the one like yeah you guys are you guys are terrible like kind of thing <laughs> it's like oh this is pretty funny um and then like the then this oh, well before you move on though or if you're gonna are, i was gonna, gonna ask, talk more about moon knight oh, okay then keep going keep yeah going. yeah and then uh you know the, and then there was like another issues where it's just really playing up the the multiple personalities and the fact now the, the fact that he has a daughter so He's uh really into that, and it, it's it it's a good read. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to find out the start of an arc and try it out. But I was going to ask you though, speaking of Moon Knight, so recently all these uh, writers and artists, well, Humberto Ramos, and I think he's one of the artists that you like. Oh yeah. Um, he put out there those like who who who's mashed up next or something like that was the tagline, and they came up with the Arachnite, which was a mixture of Spider Man. And Moon Knight, what do you what do you think about that? I think that is very interesting because that was like one of the my favorite eras of of Moon Knight, where he, like when he went out to the West Coast first, and he was he you thought that he was sitting there talking to all the different Avengers, but you find out that that was actually just figments of his imagination because he's crazy. Right, and then he uh, he also inhabits those characters when he wants those. Uh, Abilities. Abilities. So you'd see him like kind of uh, crunched up like Spider-Man about to do a, a spider flip kick kind of thing. Or he would uh, go into Berserker Rage like Wolverine. Or he would he would uh, throw something like uh, Captain America. It's like I, I liked the 
art of that, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It does the, seem kind the, of... Well, the, yeah, the, the, visuals, the visuals, That's yeah. what I was trying to say, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, that, that'd be pretty interesting. So, what is this whole warp thing? Like, where they're just combining... So, we... Um, they finally announced it today. So, with Infinity Wars coming up, uh-huh. they're just going to do these one-shots. So, there's Scarlet Hex, which is X-23 and Scarlet Witch. Uh, the really? soldier, Not- yeah, yeah. That's What's, why Scar. So Scarlet. Okay, so Scarlet Witch, and or maybe X-23. it was Weapon Weapon Hex. I think that's what it is. Weapon Hex. Okay, it's that Weapon X and all. Yeah, okay. I think that was it. Um, there's the Soldier Supreme, Captain America, and um, Doctor Strange. Uh, the Iron Hammer, which is Iron Man and Thor. And Thor, but they, but they recently, I think they somebody wrote it as Iron Man and Mjolnir. Oh. So that's kind of different. And then Arachnite with Spider-Man. And I think, oh, and the, um, oh, the, the Ghost Panther, which was Ghost Rider and Black Panther. Oh, and you know what? I don't know. I don't know if you follow Boss Logic at all. Or I do. I've been trying to keep an eye on so this. So he did a whole, stuff. he did one of his renditions of Ghost Panther. And I thought that was just him doing something, but I, I, I guess he just ran with what was announced. Uh-huh. So it looks pretty badass. We'll have to find that online yeah. then. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so they're gonna get one shots. Uh, they're gonna be part of the Infinity War stuff. So I don't know. I'm I'm debating if I want to be. So it's funny because I remember growing up, I thought how cool would it be to buy every issue of a story arc? You know, like could you imagine like all of Nightfall? I got every issue, the tie-ins and everything, <laughs> right? But of course you could never do that as a kid. And then you know, then when you get older, bills come in, and they're like, "Fuck your comics," yeah. you know. But now that you're getting to a point where it's like, okay, you know, smarter shopping and stuff like that. So it's like, and I mean, like I think the first one I ever did was Siege. I think that was the first time I bought everything. I was so bummed because <laughs> oh. I mean I liked the story, but I just did not care for some of the titans. Yeah, stuff. some of the titans weren't. weren't uh, great. I was like, yeah, this is ridiculous. And like, Damnation was good. I enjoyed that. I thought it was great. I enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, with Infinity Countdown, I've been liking it. But like I said, with that Captain Marvel one shot, I was kind of like, oh, that stunk. So I kind of don't know if I want to do this for war. You well, know, so. I'm gonna say it looks like that's the way I'm going with the uh, fucking. Wolverine. Hunt Wolverine, so <laughs> there's they, that. I had to laugh because um, luckily I, I, I did my orders late, and I was like, oh, shoot. But then the solicits were out, so I was like, awesome. So, like, at first I bought that X Classified, and I thought they got me for two issues. <laughs> nope, they'll only get me for one because, you know, Rogue and Gambit, hey, that's great. But they're not characters I care to share out for a comic. Um, so I was like, all right. But then, like, I was, I, like, because there's going to be, the, the we have the four Wolverine books right now. There's going to be another one, and I was almost going to buy that one, but then luckily I didn't because there's going to be the culminating one. So it's like, okay, I'll buy that one, and I'll leave it there. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, yeah, so I just was curious what you thought about those mashups. I, I, I like I, stuff like that. So. I like the idea. Is that it's supposed to be like some – so it's going to be a story after yeah. Infinity War. Yeah, so there will be characters popping up. So I guess with Infinity Wars, with them saying wars, I guess it's going to go – bigger than just our dimension which kind of like i'm conflicted about it because so captain marvel ended up with the reality stone but she got it from a different reality right and the way i've always understood the infinity gauntlet and even just as far back as john hickman's run our infinity gauntlet really doesn't work unless it's in our reality right that would make sense like if you took it to the ultimate universe it's just like hey Cool gemstones there, buddy. Get the hell off the... And they have two gauntlets over there. Oh, shit. They did, huh? (laughs) Yeah. 
the other book, I, other books I had was uh, the I had Domino one and two. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I, I love Gail Simone. I love her writing. Right. But the reason I got these books was because of the Greg Land covers because I really <laughs> enjoy his art. Uh, but then fi- come to find out he's not the artist on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. Uh, I guess it's David Balda- Baldinio. Bald- yeah, it's new name to me, so yeah. Uh, yeah, his his art's pretty nice. I like what they're doing in that because her power set, as we know, you know, as we know as comic book readers, but then as the mass majority of people know now because of the, the Deadpool movie, 2, yeah. uh, she's got su- super luck powers. Like, it's all... <laughs> it's like, not a power. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, things just kind of always work out her way. And as opposed to, like, um, what is it, Longshot? Like, you know, even though things eventually work, or things work out his way, he also ends up having, like, a, a, a trade of bad luck. Yeah, like well, she, I always felt like his was based off his confidence. If he's really confident, then it'll be a one hundred percent. If he's feeling down, then it's going to be a zero. Oh, I didn't. I, didn't I always. It. I don't know. I just maybe I could be wrong, but I remember that when I was reading Inferno. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> so no, uh, they essentially they introduce a nemesis for her in the book. Oh, uh, it's this older gentleman who um, come to find out was born the same day as her, and he has. Like since she is experiencing all the good luck, he has been experiencing all the bad luck his whole life. Wow! But I mean, obviously, it's it's not so bad that he's not like filthy fucking rich. Yeah. So he has all kinds of money, and then he also hires this uh, lady with abilities. I don't know if she's a mutant or if she's uh, an inhuman or what, but she has uh she has powers that negate other people's powers or even reverse oh, wow. them. So. She starts giving Domino bad luck, and then as Domino experiences bad luck and has things not work her way, the gentleman ends up getting good luck, and he ends up de-aging. Like his his, his he he looks like a decrepit old man, but yeah. as as things are working out for him, he starts getting younger. Huh. Uh, so that's that's essentially you know what's going on. They're they're celebrating her birthday, and of course since it's uh. Gail Simone right in. She brings in one of her original characters that she created for Agent X, Crazy Inez, or Outlaw. Uh-huh. You know, you don't want to call her crazy because she doesn't like that so much. Mm. But uh, she was one of my favorite characters when I was reading Agent X when that came out. Did she even br- brings in Agent X into uh, the the uh, one one of the issues because they're celebrating Domino's birthday. Oh, so he's in the background or something. He, he shows up and create and, and Outlaw like talks to him and is like, "Hey, you you lost a lot of weight." And he's like, "Yep, but you know." Had the gastrics because it was I I remember who it was but someone wrote Deadpool after Gail Simone and uh like they she they did the Agency X where he was the Agent X was the guy he, he was running a agency a detective agency or a private security agency or something like that and they they gave him a disease or they gave him all diseases or something <laughs> like that and made him obese and all that kinds of stuff oh, so. It was weird, but yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm correcting that crap. So yeah, we're not gonna destroy that guy. He so deserves a better so yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it's a, it's a fun book. I I really enjoy it. I dig the art. It's it's really good. Um, then uh, I also read Daredevil. I was hey! catching up on my Daredevil. So <laughs> six hundred came around. And I was like, you know what? I will check out what six what Daredevil's going on with and. Did not know that he is that Matt Murdock is now the mayor of New York City. Yeah, that just happened because in, uh, uh, culmination of Mayor Fisk. Yeah, because Mayor Fisk made Matt Murdock. So he doesn't know that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Yes, he he goes and makes Matt Murdock his deputy mayor because uh, Matt has a trust trusting face. 
Yeah, basically, he kind of played him for the PR. It's like, hey, I okay. got a blind guy. Look how progressive, progressive I'm being. And he's he and works for stuff. the you know he works for pro bono and all that yeah. bullshit kind of thing, right? But then, where's the part where he's a a DA? Was that not is so he so when they basically when uh, Charles Soule took over the book. So I want to say like that's issue thirty two in his run or something like that. So yeah, when he brought daredevil back from san francisco put the genie back in the bottle and daredevil was running around in the black costume with the boxing gloves um that's where they made matt murdoch assistant da of new york because he was always a prosecutor right yeah. right he was always a prosecutor no so he was always time, a defense yeah he was lawyer. a defense lawyer there we go he was a defense lawyer so, so now this time he's prosecution and so he's on the other side of the fence uh but then you know eventually you know, it comes up that it's like, hey, I want you to be my, uh, I want you to be my man. You know, you're going to be my assistant, or not my assistant DA. I think he actually did make it to DA because Matt did a big story or a big case that made it so superheroes could testify in court without revealing their identities and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so I was like, oh, cool. And yeah, so at that point he made it there. And then with that big win, that's what prompted uh, Wilson Fisk to be like, fuck this, I'm running for mayor. I can't let this shit keep going on. And I think that's probably another reason why he picked Matt Murdock was it's like, oh, well, you did this to me, so I'll bring you up in the spotlight. You got all this positive news, and then I'm going to fire your ass. And then you had – so then you had uh, – who who was it that, that assassinated – oh, The Hand. The Hand come in and – shoot uh fist oh, full of arrows God, turn him into a pin cushion and yeah. uh because of some weird law that's on the 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 papers on the books for uh the mayor, mayor some previous of, mayor changed the the law and fist never got around to changing, changing it, back, it back yeah that the 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 mayoral office goes straight to the deputy mayor as opposed to the uh i don't know whatever the equivalent of the speaker oh, yeah, of the house yeah. for state or for city whatever yeah i forget what it's but yeah and uh and I, his his Wesley is it is that who uh, Wilson Fisk's right hand man yep. is his chief of staff Wesley? Yeah. He's just like, how dare you? You did this on purpose. He's like, what do you mean? I had a bunch of ninja assassins come in and kill the guy yeah. because of you guys are the ones cooking the books here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then he brings in Foggy to be like, hey, I'm running the city now, so you I need you your run help. the city yeah. while I go be Daredevil. He's like, no, you. <laughs> to be here and be the mayor you know how much good you can be do as the mayor as opposed to being daredevil yeah. and he's like ah, i still need to be daredevil okay <laughs> you know and it's fine because i think like charles Scholl. i mean he's writing an epic you know like we're, we're very lucky with these writers being on there i almost feel like yeah it's like matt has a problem he's an adrenaline junkie you know because like i when i was reading that and foggy said that he's like look dude luke's out there spider-man's out there Moon Knight's out there, you know, like these people are out there. You could be one of them, but you're the only one who could be mayor. Right. And I was like, wow, that is a damn good point. And it's like, and Matt's just like, even though Foggy's telling him these words, Matt's still looking out the window being like, I need to get out there. You know? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, so there's, there's going to be something coming. I feel like that was, that was, that page is way bigger than it should have been. At least in my mind. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I'm enjoying the Daredevil book, which is more than I thought I would. I, I mean, I've never been, I've never hated Daredevil, but I've right. never been a like I never read Daredevil, like I never got into it. But uh, I, I am enjoying that book. Good. Yeah, uh, last I, one I wanted to talk about was Captain America. They did this out of time uh, storyline where 
once again, he's frozen in ice, and then he's he's thawed out later in the future, and it's a future run by some crazy maniacal uh, cult leader or whatever it is, and uh, that guy has pretty much it sounds like he's killed off all the superheroes there was a big explosion that killed off all the superheroes or something like that <laughs> uh the only two to survive were the thing and uh the hulk and he has the hulk under his control like under mind control and the thing thought that he had to they told him like right after the explosion that he had to be underground to keep uh the power going by pushing this uh device like around oh, wow. and around yeah so he he'd just been down there the whole time doing that uh, and the, one of the biggest reveals at the end of the first issue is like, he's like, Oh, you know, it, uh, he says something like, Oh, you might not remember this, but you know, at a time there was a time when this was this and this was that. And, and the girl that he's been talking to the, not girl, young lady that he's been talking to, uh, goes, of course I remember that. How long do you think you were frozen? And he goes, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 years. <laughs> She's like, no, it's only been eight years. And he's like, it's been, it's gone this bad in eight years. This is terrible. What's wrong with oh, you wow. people? So uh, at one point, you know, uh, I think it's Bruce Banner uh, has using technology that he could scrape together from old, you know, Iron Man suits and and whatever, what have you. He's like, all right, Cap, I, I figured out a way to to t- send you back in time so you can uh, you can stop this from ever happening, kind of thing. And he's like, and Cap's like, no, I'm here. I'm not going to go back in time and meddle. That's that's how things go wrong. I'm going to help you guys fix now. Oh, that's cool. So he spends the rest of, you know, years, decades and stuff like that in that timeline just trying to fix stuff and then uh as he fixes he's fixed something, he fixed one thing like another thing breaks and and, <laughs> and the things they just keep piling. he's like I can't do it anymore. This it's it's just too much. If I if there were other heroes here that I could, you know, I could utilize and, whatnot, and yeah. yeah, but it's just, it's just me. It's just not working. Okay. Send me back. <laughs> and he sends him back. And, uh, so it, you know, it doesn't quite work out the way that banner thinks it's going to, but it's also stuff they scrapped together. And he, um, he, he gets there after they've already frozen him in ice. So there's, Essentially, there's two versions of him. So this will have to; it'll still play out. Well, it doesn't exactly play out that way. So he stops the guy from doing it, but to do it, he has to he has to sacrifice himself. Oh so, wow! So he dies, but the other version of him that's frozen in the ice is still alive. So instead of the bad guy putting him in ice and then putting him like essentially, he's like in the middle of a, a town square, like being uh, mocked or whatever in that the one future timeline he just thaws out like the next couple days <laughs> so so essentially you lose a captain america but you still have your captain america because yeah. that captain america no longer exists because yeah, time, time travel changed yeah, yeah. Huh. so it's it's a good little it's a good little story the next story is all about the it's set in the future where you're following the cap's lineage like his family line right, right. And uh, that one's a little bit different. Like I've only read the first issue of that, and it's um, it's interesting. Like the everybody's kind of gotten uh, like like they extrapolated stuff from the super soldier serum to make it so that people don't have diseases anymore, they don't die, oh, wow. and stuff like that. However, Steve Rogers' great granddaughter is super sick, even though the super soldier serum should be already going through her veins and stuff like that, and then. So her father, so Steve Rogers' grandson, has to be reminded who Captain America was to to basically fight 
the scrolls because it's the scrolls that are actually manipulating everything and stuff like that. Huh. And that's a good team too. That's Mark Wade and Chris uh, Samsey, right? Samney. Yes. And I, I love them together. They did a great run on Daredevil, and I feel bad because I've bought all those issues myself. I just haven't read it. Yeah. No, I get uh, that. That's so. In that, I'm curious. Uh, I'll spoil myself. So, in that out of time arc you were talking about, did we find out what happened to Bucky? Any Winter Soldier bits, or are they just kind of like, who's that? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no, because you're talking about like 700. Well, like yeah, with 699 and probably 700, I'm not sure. How yeah, no, like to... there's literally no. They don't really talk about what happened to all the other. Like, there's just. There's a big thing. A big thing happened, and all the superheroes died except for the Hulk and the Thing. Oh, that's a bummer. Because like, to me, that, that survived. Oh, to me, like that would have been fun to play with. Like, well, what happens to Natasha? What happens to Bucky? What happens to Sam? You know, like Cap's crew. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, no. Essentially, it's just everybody's dead. Okay. All right then. Uh, all right. I took up a lot of time. What did What did you read this week? So luckily, mine were pretty brief. I uh, I finally read Doomsday Clock, mm. um, up to issue four. I think I'm I like three. it. Well, what's that? I said I think I'm still on three. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it, so this is going to be a great book, but it's going to suck because of the waiting. Um, it was funny because like the reason I got a, a spark again was because issue five spoilers. Um, you know, with Johnny Thunder getting the the uh, Green Lantern of Alan Scott. I was Ooh. like, oh shit, okay, this is awesome. You know, so now I'm excited about this book again. But it, it took forever. You know, and it's funny because. And again, you, this is a book like you really have to sit down and read and annualize. And it's funny because at the end, they always do those like three or four pages of like whatever newspaper clippings and things like that. And it was cool because as I was reading number one, I was like, oh, shit, they told us right there. You know, a Pennsylvania steel company, All-American Steel, uh, was on fire with mysterious green flames. Duh. How did I not catch that? <laughs> you know, um, they had the obituary for um, the moth. And that makes sense. Now, I did feel good. I did guess that um, the new Rorschach was uh, Reggie. Right. The, I can't think of their last name. But I figured that would have been the doctor's son, the psychiatrist. Right. I was like, okay, so my detectiveness feels a little bit better there. But, you know, it's just it's such a good book, but it's a shame because it's going to take forever. I mean, you know, we're not quite at a year, and we're at five issues, but we still got seven more to go, and – you know, so, but anyway, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, if you can't, I recommend, like, this is a book, you're better off probably waiting, you know, like, yeah, spoil yourself. Uh, Comic Book Resources does a great annotation of each issue, but, you know, like I said, for me, there's a lot writing on this. Shazam, uh, the JSA, the Legion of Superheroes, you know, those are big staples in the DC universe that are missing right now. But I know we were talking, and I was like, oh, the or you mentioned the Creeper, I think. We, he, he came up in one of yeah, our discussions. Yeah, yeah, we were. I think it was and, last week, too. Yeah, and, you know, sure enough, he popped up in that issue. He was, and it's funny because it's like you wouldn't have even caught it. Except I just happened to go back and look. I was like, wait, that name sounds familiar. And they're like, oh, Jack Ryder was a journalist who was captured by a terrorist and he was going to be beheaded, but Black Adam saved him. And you're like, Ew. oh, shit, that's awesome. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, so there was that. And then, of course, the thing I read, which we're going to talk about, is White Knight. So let's jump into it. Let's jump right into it. Okay, so we have uh, The White Knight was uh, eight issues, as we stated earlier. is written and, and drawn by uh, Sean G. Murphy. Anything you know of note that he did before this? No, nothing that's coming off the top of my head. And uh, I think, I, and I, I just, I know recently um, he has been charged with the um, the redesign of 
Batgirl Year One costume, yes. basically. Yeah. So uh, that I, I I saw the the art on that. That's pretty cool. Um, the idea behind this storyline. So, and I remember when this was coming out. This was like also around this, or it was also around the time that you had uh, the Dark Knight Metal. So you had the the Batman that becomes a Joker, and now you have a Joker that becomes a Batman. Yeah. I thought that was a cool little uh, yeah. mirror image of each other. But the idea is that uh, Joker finally tired of being Joker, I guess, takes his meds, or he gets he gets the right type of meds, well, essentially. <coughs> yeah, I felt like he, w- he was breaking into that chemical factory, and then he was taunting Batman, and he's like, oh, you know, this medication right here, who knows if it's going to fix me or not, and then Batman just grabs a random handful of pills, stuffs it down the Joker's throat, and luckily the side effect was joker's done and then we get jack napier uh, supposed alias of the joker which is funny that they went with jack napier like i mean that was the first time that shows up is 89 right i believe so because even then like uh like the first time we ever get an origin of the joker i want to say was like the 50s and that was the red hood bit right you know and i think there maybe we get the name jack Mm. you know but yeah jack napier then we also get joseph kerr at one time I think that was one of those ones though he used like as an a like even though he was the Joker it was like oh I need a I need a bank account so I'll open one up as oh. Joseph Kerr J okay. Kerr Joker <laughs> yeah uh, I felt like that was one of those but anyways I'll let you go on once so yeah cut. in this uh, in the storyline he he now as uh, Jack Napier he's he's come to say hey look it uh, you know that crimes those crimes were committed by the Joker not by me but also uh, I'm not the bad guy, really. I'm also a victim because Batman's really the bad guy. You know, yeah. look at all the destruction he does to this town. He's repeatedly beaten me. He's not a he's not a legal um, officer of the law. He's driving his car on rooftops. He's driving <laughs> his car on rooftops. He's uh, the the police all look you know like let him get away with what he wants and all that stuff. And then you know I, he essentially wins a court case. And be like, yeah, it's true. We we do just let. You know this vigilante run around and do whatever he wants because uh, we, he's Batman. Because he's Batman, yeah. Uh, then you have what is it? The Narrows or Burns? What's oh, the, uh, the, the where Lucius? Is, not uh, Lucius. Back uh, back out. Uh, no, uh, it was something. Uh, yeah, because it was where um, Duke Thomas came Duke from. Tom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was back back. Oh man. Because I remember they made a remark. Somebody called it black something, and he's like, you know, shut up and uh, back. Oh gosh, darn it! I should have it. Backport, backport. There you so, go. So yeah, he essentially makes backport like his. his that would have been the narrows, of, yeah. yeah, his center of, of headquarters or whatever you want to call it. Um, he's going to open up a library so that the kids have a place to go and learn and stuff like that, and uh, to basically make it so that uh, Batman looks more like the bad guy. He gets all the villains in Gotham together in one place, uses Mad Hatter technology to take control of Clayface. Oh, my God. That was crazy. also puts a little bit of Clayface in everybody's food and drink so that he has control over them because Clayface has control over all of his little pieces, which was like, I was like, oh, that is pretty creative. Because he's like, this way I only have to control one person. I don't know. Yep. But uh, with that, he's able to, he, you know, he gets, he goats Batman into chasing him and, and uh, doing destruction and then eventually taking down the library. Like, 
you know, because of his recklessness. And uh, that's when Gordon's kind of like, okay, you're done, Batman, you know. Uh, I've had enough. I can't, yeah. Yeah, I can't, can't justify you, yeah. This. So even Nightwing and Batgirl are essential in taking down Batman. Like, he, Batman's just obsessed with, he's he's still the Joker. He's going to, he's going to betray everybody. I know he's up to something. Uh, he's going, he's going to end up killing everybody and you guys are not doing anything about this. And he's even to the point where he starts to like beat him and almost kills him again. Yeah. So Gordon, you know, throws him in jail, but they never take his mask off. No. Well, because that was part of it because then Nightwing and Batgirl wind up joining, what was it? The GCP? No, the, it, the they had some kind of special name for their the law yeah. enforcement. Uh, so they create a, a special police task force, and they're going to be armed with like Batmobiles and Bat weaponry. Wasn't that weird? They had all those different Batmobiles too, like all the different versions of the Batman. <laughs> they had the Tumbler. They had the Batman sixty six one, the, the eighty nine. Yeah, you know it, this this book was such a love letter to Batman the animated series it, and the Batman. Uh, the Batman, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin, yep. and Batman Forever. It was such a love letter to all of that world. It really was. Yeah, because I didn't notice since until I was flipping through it, but like um, the end with I, Mr. Freeze having his giant ice ray gun, that's a callback to Batman and Robin. It really is. And I was like, no kidding. That's awesome. I mean, I, it's great for me. But yeah, so they create a special task force. Um Batgirl and Robin agree to assist the police to bring Batman in, but under one condition, we don't unmask him. Right. Because he does he does deserve a second chance, and they're not going to do him that way. So, uh, essentially, you find out that also, because at one point when Jack is, after he's cured, he goes back to Harley. He's like, look, I, I want to apologize. I want to, you know, I, I've treated you horribly. I've, you know, you've only loved me, and, and I've... He treated her so bad that he didn't even know there was a second that Harley. She was actually the second Harley. Yeah, she's because she this Harley, the second Harley doesn't even want this. She wants the Joker. She wants the the, the crazy the, chaos the, of the yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and then the original Harley shows up and goes, "That's because she's not the one that loves you. I am." And then he he looks and he's like, "What? What? What's going on? Yeah, what? There's another Harley. I don't get it." And essentially, we find out that this the first Harley went back to being. Dr. Quinzel, essentially, she she just gave up because what was it at one point? Uh, well, when they were with the death of Jason Todd. Right. When the Joker kidnapped the first Robin. So that's a switch for this. That's world. another switch. Uh, the first Robin, Jason Todd, and, and Joker's got him. and He's beating him. And he's like, tell me who Batman is. Tell me who is. And then Harley leaves. And this Harley is represented by the animated series costume with yes. the, the black and red. And she goes to Batman, tells him exactly where he's at, and then that's when she's finally done with it. She's sick of both of them because of their obsession with each with other. With each other, yeah. And that's yeah. you know that's the, a way that I don't think most people usually say things about with Batman. Like, cause you could sit there and say that Joker's obsessed with Batman. Like, yeah, the everybody takes that for granted. It's like, oh, of course he is. Yeah, but yeah. Batman probably obsessed is also Joker, obsessed with yeah. Joker. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, you know, I, this is this is you. This is the person that I love. This is the man that I fell in love with, and I knew you were always there, kind of thing. So that being said, Harley too is upset. She's a woman scorned. She's pissed off. So she then becomes Neo Joker, which I said this. On, I put I put this on on Twitter. I was like, this is a brilliant this this redesign. This design, the character design for Neo Joker is amazing i love the look of it like i, I what sean murphy did with that character 
like creating her and then and then making her own character like out of it i, I thought it was great and i didn't understand why there aren't more you don't see more cosplayers, cosplayers yeah. doing that um so that i thought uh, she was a really great addition she ends up taking over the mad hatter technology that clayface and then she's the new one in control of all the villains yeah and and napier realizes that he's created a monster at this point he's like oh no uh there's only one person that i know that's going to be able to help me defeat her and that's uh that's bringing batman back out of yeah. out of jail um Meanwhile, he's also the the medicine is is losing its effect. It it's yeah, it's getting, he's either getting an immunity to it or it's getting weaker. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then there's this whole backstory with Mister Freeze and what yeah. that had to do with with Thomas Wayne and it goes back to World War Two. <laughs> and yeah, there was all kinds of stuff. Like I, I I'm not gonna lie, some of that stuff kind of went over my head. I didn't quite understand what was <laughs> going on with it. That but that was kind of I think that was because it was more the is the the B side story, which then comes to a culmination at the end because. It helps the defeat um, Neo Mr. Joker. Or the, yeah, Neo Joker by but, stealing the, the. But it was all it, because of the whole a month at a time kind of thing. Like it, it, that was the part that my brain just didn't collapse onto. Yeah. So I, I wonder if reading it, you in, know, reading in a it binge, fast, like so. I did today's uh, Wednesday, so I think Monday I read four issues, and then today I read the next four issues. Um, it, it still was kind of like eh. You yeah. know, because it's again, you're you're more worried about Batman, uh, Joker, Harley Quinn, and then Neo Joker, aka Marion Drews. Ooh. So you're kind of like, who are all these people? How's this all going to play out? Uh, you know, I'm a Nightwing fan, so I'm like, well, okay, what's going on with you know Dick and and Babs and stuff like that? So yeah, I mean, the Mister Freeze part, like, I'm happy that he finally got the happy ending of himself being cured, but then rapidly aging, and then Nora being cured, and you know, she doesn't wake up, but that's the thing, you know, where he's like. I, I don't care. I just miss my Nora. And Batman's like, yeah, well, you can give her a better Gotham to wake up to. <laughs> Do a lot of character voices. Because Alfred for also episode. dies in this one, yes, too. Yes, and that was a sad moment. Yeah. Oh, man. He leaves a note for him. He's like, hey, this yep. is it for me. And, cause it, it, and that, Batman couldn't read it. And that that can, yeah, he doesn't he read it until read it the at very first end. Until the very end when he's there with, with Dick and Babs. And he's like, maybe you guys could read this with me. And well, that continues from the... Batman and Robin, right? With the idea that he yeah, gets the same Alfred's, he's disease got that, that Nora had, but yeah. in the movie, he ends up cured, being cured. But now it's he ends up dying. The cure didn't work for him. Um, all that be, being said and done, uh, you know, they tried to give Joker and Harley a wedding right before he finally oh, yeah. changes completely. He doesn't make it. Like no. he changes back into the Joker yeah, before he, he says I do. Grabs her head and he's like, ah, and he yells out I do yeah. kind of thing. So I don't know what we were supposed to take from that. It was a very interesting panel, but yeah. I just really don't know what I was what I was supposed to take from that. You know, it, it was such a so for me. If we're, if we're talking about it, I, I like I mentioned before we even started, like, this is a great Harley Quinn story. Yeah, you, you know? know, and I didn't even think about it that way when you. When you said that to me, I was like, "No, this is a Joker story." And you, no, you're right. It is. It is very much a Harley Quinn story because of how you find out she manip- manipulated yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, because at the start in issue one, the big moment when you see Batman forcing the pills down the Joker's neck, you see a woman recording it. And at that point, well, you're not thinking it's Harley Quinn because we already see Harley Quinn. She's in the more Suicide Squad outfit, right. the 52 outfit. When that's the the Neo Joker, Marion Drews. Marion Drews, yeah. Um, 
but then you come to find out there's two Harleys and it's like, okay, well that makes sense. And you know, then it's like, well, look, Batman, I did this for you when your Robin was on the line, leave him alone for me. And it's kind of like, yeah, she set this all up. So Joker would quit and become Jack and she could get Jack. And then in the end, her plan was almost there, but no, the Joker was just too damn strong that it broke through. And so it's kind of like she got stuck marrying you know, who knows if it'll count or not, but on her wedding day, who who's the man of her dreams that says yes? It's the Joker. Right. You know? So it's kind of one of those things. And and even to me, it almost kind of felt like a big, like a, an article of, you know, when you love somebody who's addicted to something, you know, it's like you try and you hope that they, they you know, they'll cure themselves, but it turns around it's another drug ultimately that's making them be there. I mean, this is just, it was such a deep layered story. It and really then, is. Uh, and then with, the, you know, the whole... Um, you know the art. The art was beautiful. Yes. I, mean, I, I liked the costumey designs. They seemed very practical. Um, I like, loved how he snuck in all those Batmobiles. I thought that was, that so, was great. so crazy. And when the '89 Batmobile came out, I want to say she five or six. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's so beautiful!" You know, because that's my favorite Batmobile. Is it practical? Probably not, but damn, it looks cool. And just, I mean, the way he wrote all of it, the, the, the world that he's creating. And, you know, it sounds like he's definitely been green lit for a sequel. So really? I am. Yeah, I would definitely, I, I believe he was putting it out there. And this time I, I don't, I think that was kind of the trouble he had is DC is like, Hey, let's, let's make sure we do more DC universe. And I think he's still kind of like, no, I want to keep it Batman universe. You Ooh. Know, more just that. And I mean, there's a lot to deal with. I mean, like. You know, some of the characters got talked about, but like, what does Harvey Dent look like in that world? What about Riddler? You know, Catwoman. I mean, there's a ton of what characters. If, is, is there a Damien? Actually, truth be told, Ghul? was did we even see Catwoman in this thing? I, I don't, don't think, think we did. I don't think we did either. And then you're right, characters like Rachel Ghoul. You know, does Batman go international? You know, so yeah. So I mean, there's there's definitely a lot. I, I'll be I'll be there for it as long as he's writing and, and drawing it. So yeah. um, so then our our challenge for this week was to. Uh, pick a Marvel villain that we, you could do the same thing to. Make it so that they uh, then become a hero and who is a companion to them that would uh, kind of nurture them along into being a better hero. And then who would be the the, pers- the villain that would take over as them, as the 2.0 version of them. And I guess and also a hero that, that, that could be... Uh, the Batman version, you know, the, the either go to goes to jail or, or you yeah, know their the life gets get tur- flipped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The tables get flipped on them. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and let you go first on this one. Okay, so uh, in this in my version, so I was thinking of a title because with them calling this White Knight, and I thought about the characters that I had. So I'm gonna call mine Crusade, playing off. You know, what did knights do? What are they famous, infamous for, and things like that. So anyway, so my character of focus, my uh, Joker. I'm going to go with it being Typhoid Mary. Um, she is the one, she has the half face look. One's white, one's red, or usually normal skin, and then the, the whiter look on there. Right. She has phyrokinetic abilities. Uh, her pheromones can almost mind control you. She's a skilled fighter. And she has many split personalities. She has Mary, who's very shy, timid Irish girl. And then she has Typhoid Mary, who is just brutal. And she can, you know, with her telekinesis or phyrokinesis, I guess is a better way to say it, you know, she could be screwing with your mind and then set you on fire. Um, she's a very tragic character in the daredevil, uh, mythos, you know, in her first appearance, you know, basically, uh, typhoid Mary goes out to be 
the new assassin for the kingpin. So she essentially wants to take down Bullseye, not necessarily kill him, but take his spot. Right. And, you know, she winds up, Typhoid Mary winds up using Mary to do this. And it's so sad. And then one of the biggest stories I always think of with Typhoid Mary, um, it's called, it's issues, it's Daredevil Volume 1, issues 297, 98, 99, and 300. Um, the Fall of the Kingpin. And the first character that Daredevil has to take down is Typhoid Mary. And, you know, there's such a, it's it's a weird relationship, sexual dominance, gender, psych, like just, the, the, like there's so many essays written about this stuff. And so anyways, Daredevil finally beats Typhoid Mary by surrendering himself. And he's like, I'm here, I'm yours. I love you. I, I surrender myself. And they, you know, they get together that night and then she reverts back to Mary because she felt she already asserted her dominance. And then Daredevil just, you know, handcuffs her to the bed, calls the police and leaves. And then the cops show up and there's these forged documents saying she's an escaped convict, blah, 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 blah. And she gets locked up in a mental institute. And like, that was crazy to see Daredevil do that because, you know, it's like, that's not the way you take down someone. No. So she's just a very tragic character. So I thought she'd be great to put in that Joker, that Joker spotlight. So we're going to have Mary, you know, be our Jack Napier and stuff like that. So who's the incarcerated hero? Well, as I just explained, what he did to her, she's going to do to him. So Daredevil is going to be the one that's going to be disgraced. Um, we're not going too far into depth with this, so I debate whether or not I actually want her to go and make it a crusade against Daredevil or Matt Murdock. There's a lot to play with there. And then who's the villain that would help her? So essentially, who's the original Harley Quinn? I'm going with Deadpool. And again, it seems kind of like a weird combination. You know, Even yourself asked me a moment ago, too. Deadpool, Daredevil, how do they mix up? So back in 1997, there was an annual written by Joe Kelly. And that one, basically, around that era, Deadpool and Typhoid Mary were running around together. She actually hired him to... Mary hired Deadpool to assassinate Typhoid Mary. But obviously he couldn't because he's like, well, if I kill Typhoid Mary, then I kill Mary, and that's not what I want to do. Right. And they eventually confront Daredevil, and then Daredevil gets exonerated from having killed someone because in the Man Without Fear story arc, he goes to fight a pimp, and he winds up knocking one of the, 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 the girls out a window, and she fell to her death. And that was Frank Miller, and that was crazy because it's like, wait, Daredevil doesn't kill, and here he did kill, and he always lived with that. So Joe Kelly was like, fuck that. It's going to turn out the girl he knocked out the window became Typhoid Mary, and it, it fits, and it's it's still just as tragic because now it's like, damn, there's more weight on Typhoid yeah. Mary's shoulders. But anyways, I feel Deadpool would be that guy who, again, having been hired to kill her, he couldn't go through with it. I think this is going to be one of those ones. Maybe with Rogue just getting married, he's kind of like, oh, I need to go back into my love life and think about who's <laughs> out there. And he decides, you know what, I want to save Typhoid Mary. So he's the true mastermind who's really setting this stuff up, kind of like how Harley Quinn did. And then my new villain, my Neo-Joker. So this one I'm debating because I could go one of two ways, but the name would be Bloody Mary uh, because that's kind of like the the ultimate uber fucked up version of Typhoid Mary. So her name would be Bloody Mary. But I debate how I want to approach this in my story. Would I want it to be like, you know, is it kind of like how Malice is where it's this 
this necklace and if you're wearing it then you become malice and if johnny's wearing it then he becomes malice whoever is wearing it becomes that so do i want to do something like that put the mary the typhoid mary powers into a totem that gets passed around or i kind of had this idea at the last second maybe that's how strong this ability is that it actually changes her sense her heartbeat her fingerprints to the point where they think it actually is a third person so I thought maybe that could be kind of neat, something to play with that. So that's how I would approach my idea with casting the White Knight in the DC or in the Marvel universe. I would go into the, the Daredevil uh, family, family, yeah, no, <laughs> extended I, family. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I, I love the the inter or the not introduction, but the integration of like you know the the history for Typhoid Mary into the story. Even even if Joe Kelly decided to do it first, you know, but you, you you're basing it you're building off of it so that's I, I i thought that was great well thank you um i always like to be compared to joe kelly when i get a chance <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean and, and then once again you know great characters great characters to use there so and and with the the whole daredevil what he had done to typhoid mary before you know turning oh, it around God. on him is, is that that much better i'm telling you i if 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 i could have i always remember when they were talking about the movies and and stuff like that before they did the netflix show but if you want to read a balls to the wall daredevil trilogy you've got to read daredevil the man without fear and i know that's tough because it's it's frank miller and it's john romita jr but it's it's frank miller before he went like he must have not had a goatee or beard (laughs) like this was like clean shaven frank miller it's good it's amazing yes it's john romita jr art but you will get so lost in the story that you don't even like you're just like i'm okay with this and then I would go to the sequel, uh, the part two of this trilogy. I would go to uh, um, Born Again. And this is the time where we see basically the kingpin come in and destroy Matt's life. you know. And this one, again, you've got to read it to see it. it luckily, it's David Mazzuccelli art. He did Batman Year One. I, I think his art's fantastic. I know a lot of people, eh, they kind of him and haw. But I would almost say, you know, like if you like Chris Samney art, they're like cousins. I don't want to say they're one for one, but there's definitely that cleanness in my mind's eye. I see a cleanness to it. And just to see how far Matt falls and gets destroyed and then comes back from it, it's beautiful. And then I would cap it off with that last part, Daredevil, issues 297 to 300, also known as The Fall of the Kingpin. It was. It has two titles, actually. When they put it out in comic book form, it was called Last Rights. And then when they released it as a trade paperback, they called it The Fall of Kingpin. And the, the symmetry is beautiful because now it's Matt systematically taking down Wilson Fisk. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. So I always thought, man, if they did a movie, like a movie set like that, because you could still save the Ben Affleck you know murder the daredevil film there that would be the man without fear and then just build in that universe that's that's how i would have done it but anyway so there's some shameless daredevil (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome marvel (laughs) uh so then i went i went over to the spider Spider spider-man family uh i think what i wanted to do is bring back i don't know i don't know where craven the hunter is at the moment i don't know if he's alive he's dead or what but well, this is alternate reality so you get a pass okay. it doesn't matter <laughs> so i mean we did in this we did uh, around the anniversary of craven last uh, craven's, craven's last, last hunt, hunt yeah. yeah we did the the that we did that storyline so in that at the end of it craven dies right right because uh, i think it was cancer right well, I think he, I think he knew he was dying, but yeah, he ultimately he blew his head off. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Actually, just, no, I don't think he even had cancer. I think he just, like, once he finally beat Spider-Man, he's like, "There's no other greater hunt." 
Is that what it was? I think so. Mm. All right. Correctly. Uh, Either way, uh, I'm going to bring him back to life. And this is going to, no pun intended, blow Peter Parker's (laughs) mind. Um, uh, And I'm going to continue with the the fact because right now Peter Parker is wearing the black costume, right? He's wearing the symbiote. Yes, I believe so. So. I well, I was going off the 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 idea that he had cancer. So he has cancer. He uh, it has riddled one of his legs, and he had to have it amputated off. Uh, Craven the Hunter, and uh, with that, he's realized that you know being who he was was not a good idea anymore. It's not it's not uh, not the way to live life. You know, he he can no longer be the hunter. So he's like he he, he realizes that. Uh, Sticking up for the the everyday man is the better idea than than trying to uh, kill everything or capture everything and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, be as boastful as he was. However, Spider Man does not like this. I mean, last time in in my storyline, last time he met him, he uh, he buried him. He put him in a box. Yeah. Tried to kill him. <laughs> took took his uh, identity and then tried to be him for a little while. So uh, with with that. Peter just goes crazy. He, he just starts to beat down on him, beat down on Craven the Hunter, you know, uh, fighting him and, and, and uh, you know, maybe even almost killing him. The symbiote itself jumps off of him, like doesn't want to be there, <laughs> jumps on to Craven the Hunter. Nice. And gives him his leg back and gets it so that he can stop, he, stop Peter, but Peter's kind of gone a little crazy, so right. they have to lock him up. You know, put him away. Put him away. Maybe, maybe the Doctor Strange has him. You know, in the Sanctum Sanctorum to, you know, keep him. Uh, try to to build him back up. You know, kind of thing. Right. Uh, but meanwhile, without Spider-Man around, Craven the Hunter has to be the new protector the new hero, of Queens. Yeah. You know, or whatever you want to say. Uh, you come. Uh, you come to find out that it's his son, Craven the Hunter's son. I want to say it's. Al Aloysia Al Alosha A L O no A L Y O S H A. That's Craven's son. He, at one point, he was Craven the Hunter. He kind of turned his ways, became went to Hollywood, tried to be a uh, executive one type. Yeah, well, was no, he? no, he tried to be a uh, like producer type. Like he tried to make movies. Like oh, okay, uh, and he, and he, but he ended up being kind of a anti-hero too. Uh-huh. Um, so he's gonna be the one that's helping his father be this hero but we need the person to be the craven 2.0 and we had that already at one point it's craven's daughter anastasia or anna uh so she's gonna come in and be like no that's not the true legacy of the craven offs it's uh it's it we're hunters we're we're the ones that you know take down the big prey so she's he's gonna end up having to fight his own daughter Eventually, he's gonna be. He's gonna realize that he he doesn't know how to use spider powers as well as uh, he should be able to, and he's gonna have to convince Peter to fight with him to take down his daughter. So nice. That's where I, that's where my story went. It's uh, my one to one was was Craven the Hunter. I, I I just I wish more things were done with Craven the Hunter. I, I always liked that character. I liked the the look of the character, um, and uh, I I just don't read that many stories with it. No, he he pops up few and far. Yeah. Because I was scanning my mind and I was thinking, God, when was the last time we really saw? And I think they called that one maybe Soul of the Hunter, and it was it did involve his children. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was actually the storyline where we got Anastasia, mm-hmm. and you know, in the end, uh, it wound up bringing back Kane. 
yes. he was brought back to yeah. life. And I, I mean, I love that because it's like, oh, cool. You know, I, I enjoy Kane as well. You know, but he is he's he's such a great villain that, you know, he could be because he's not motivated. I mean, yes, he's a little bit motivated by greed, but it's not like he's motivated by hatred. He's, he's motivated know? by pride more yeah. than anything else. So. You know, so it's like you could almost see him going to the heroics or, you know, at the last second, like, nah, this is not really the right thing to do. You should call your uh, storyline blood is crazier than water. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But uh, I, I like that because, again, like I said, he's just he's one of those villains that he kind of gets overlooked mm -hmm. and I don't really think he should because I mean, he's not a stupid man and he I obviously mean, beat Spider-Man. Like yeah. he came in in Craven's last hunt. He, he takes down Spider-Man. No That's problem. I mean, true. who's green goblin has been trying to do it for years. Uh, I don't know. Symbiotes have had their tries and, yeah, and stuff like dejected, that. Yeah. But Craven the Hunter came in and was like, <laughs> I'll put you in a fucking box. <laughs> I'll put you in a box <laughs> in underground. <the> <laughs> uh, and then he's like, even in the end, he Spider-Man doesn't beat him. Like you said, he kills himself. Yeah, he's like, he's I'm done. Like, I'm done. I did what I wanted to do. So <laughs> uh, there there you go. That that was my storyline. There's there's Chris's storyline. What did you think? What did you think of uh, White Knight? We, if you read it, we'd love to hear, hear what you had to say about it. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, I think one part that we didn't get into is that we we both – I think we said it earlier. We said it earlier that it could have – it could have uh, – benefited from a few fewer yeah, issues because I, I was just looking it over and originally it was pitched as a seven issue arc and then they moved it up to eight and in my opinion like i said i would have gone drastic i said i think i would have gone four. four you brought up six that might have been good because yeah i just felt there were some parts in the middle like probably issues four and five that kind of felt a little draggy you yeah know? it's like eh, you know so maybe if you had trimmed that out it would help it out but so so if you had uh, another opinion, uh, then we'd love to hear it. If you had an opinion on one of the stories that we came up with, we'd love to hear about that. But I would love to mention, if you were a fan of Batman the Animated Series, read this book. Yes. Because it, it felt like it was like a spiritual successor. Like, you know what's neat about this? Like, you could literally stick this in the space between Batman the Animated Series up to, you know, Batman Beyond. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could kind of wedge it in there. Because the way it ends... You know, yeah, Bruce Wayne, our Batman's like, I have to tell everybody who I am. He didn't. He didn't. So the cat is still in the bag. That, and know. that was part of his promise, too. He's like, yeah, I have to tell I'll, them. And I'll do this. Trust me. And even then, we don't see Jim Gordon. So Jim Gordon could have, like, covered his eye and said, like, I don't want to know who the hell you are. I don't want to know. You know, just because hmm. you took your mask off doesn't mean I got to look. Maybe that's what's going to happen in the sequel. Yeah, you know, and then Jason Todd. So can you imagine Red Hood in that world? Yeah, because he's, <sighs> because he's still alive. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. So, yeah. So, thank you, Sean. This is a beautiful story. I loved it. I love this universe. Give us more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Mitchipedia G-E-R. Uh, you can also find Chris on Twitter, Twitter as... Uh, stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page, and GeekEliteRadio.com is our website. Check out our website for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.